Welcome to episode 13 of Degrassi Talks. Degrassi Talks, Degrassi Sapiens, we're not alone, let's do this together, Degrassi Talks. Today we are giving our thoughts on Fiona and Holly J and Fiona and Adam in Chasing Pavements Part 2. We are also hearing from Ashley about Soundspeed's last concert together, and we'll be taking some of your questions and comments as well. So we've got all the regulars in the podcast this week, myself, Ashley, and Bianca. So how has everyone been this week? This week's good. Um, kind of getting back into the swing of things. Um, status quo, nothing new and unusual. But um, I guess no news is good news. Exactly. Um, I haven't really done anything that exciting, um, like, during the week. Friday, I went to, like, some random dance show, which was very, like, interpretive, and it was different, and I didn't really like it, um, and then yesterday, because we're filming on Saturday, I went to, uh, the sound speech show, but I'll talk about that later. Erin, how was your week? Um, it was pretty good. It's been so warm outside lately, so I've been spending a lot of time outdoors enjoying that. And, um, also, this is my second last week of school, which is insane. Not that anybody really cares about, like, school updates for me, because that's <laughs> what I do every podcast. <laughs> no, it's exciting, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So I have exams coming up soon. Yeah. But I'm not too worried about them, so it's all good. It's <laughs> good. I remember, yeah, I remember my last few weeks of school, like, of college, were, like, so bittersweet. Um... But it was like it was a good time, you know. Everybody was just kind of like, you know, like I like not that they don't care because obviously we had exams, but everyone was just kind of like doing whatever and like excited to graduate. So that's a good oh, time. Totally. Yeah. At this point, I think that everybody in my program is just like over it, and no one's even trying anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's no. just like uh, waiting for their certificate in the mail, basically. <laughs> So we've been getting some great feedback from the listeners lately, and I thought it might be cool if we could read a few comments. So last week on the podcast, we were talking about how Degrassi can sometimes make its abusive characters too black and white, and we got a response from Brianna on that question, who writes, You mentioned in the podcast how all the abusive guys in Degrassi are obviously bad from the get-go, but what about Eli? He's very well-liked, and the writers have been dropping clues all season that he's a little creepy and unstable. And there's that problem with the fans being angry with the writers for turning their beloved character into this scary territorial guy. But I think it's pretty well done. So there you go, the fleshed out, more or less likable, abusive character. So I thought that was a very good point. What did you guys think? Yeah, definitely. She she definitely has a point. Um, I mean, talk about, you know, a really beloved character. He, I think he's like the, the most liked character out of everyone. Um... <laughs> and they you know and they are trying and they are slowly trying to portray him as not a bad guy but a guy with flaws um but not necessarily a bad guy per se but the, i agree they are doing that really well so far yeah definitely um i feel like i don't know maybe it's just me but when he came into the show i kind of knew that there was going to be something wrong with him or not wrong with him, but I, like, I knew he had underlying issues, so for me, it wasn't, it hasn't been, you know, that surprising, but I, I definitely can see how they've, you know, um, slowly kind of 
developed his character into more of a um, insane person or something. <laughs> well, he's definitely a good example of a character who isn't black and white. Like, nobody really knows how bad he is, so to speak, or you know, even what's going to happen in mm-hmm. next week's episode. Um, but, you know, I don't really think that they're going to ever have him be, like, a, an abusive character the way that Bobby was or Dean or whoever. You know, I don't think they would ever do, like, a serious abusive relationship storyline with Eli and Claire, even though they're showing kind of the flaws in their relationship. Um, I think that Eli and Claire are just too popular to do anything like that. But it might be interesting if they did. Mm-hmm. Also, we've been asking our listeners to send in questions the past couple of weeks just so we can get a better sense as to what you guys want us to talk about. And we've been getting a great response so far, actually. I got uh, a bunch of questions this week. And so this week's question comes from Degrassi Fanbase on Twitter, who asks, What's your favorite couple? I'd love to hear you guys rant about your fave. So what's your favorite couple, guys? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite um, has to be Sean and Emma, I think. I think I've said that a couple times uh, on this podcast. Um, they've been my favorite since I started watching it, and they've been my favorite, you know, even though through the latter seasons when they when they were together and it was kind of and it kind of got weird and everybody started not liking them because they got weird, like towards I think season six or seven. And um, but through throughout all that, I still absolutely love them as a couple and. Even though Emma's married to Spinner, not happy about that outcome, I still have faith that one day there will be a Sean and Emma reunion. (laughs) This question is so hard for me, um, because I, I, like, there's a lot of couples that I like on Degrassi, and there's a lot of couples that I absolutely hate. Um, I'd say that probably favorite of all time is obviously Sean and Emma. Um, I loved how they developed all throughout the whole seasons of when they're on. But I also, which is kind of an unpopular opinion, loved uh, Craig and Ellie, um, since I know a lot of people didn't really like them, but I did. Well, I'm going to go the opposite and not say Sean and Emma. <laughs> um, I, I do like Sean and Emma, but I, I kind of liked um, Sean and Ellie more. Even though their, you know, their storyline was only like uh, season three and season four, but I thought they were cute. And um, you know, Sean and Emma, I didn't like them so much in uh, season six and season seven. You know, I wasn't as devoted as Bianca, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite uh, couple is probably JT and Liberty. And I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion or not. They were kind of popular back in the day. Um, but I just adored them when I was in high school, and I think that what I liked most about them was the fact that they didn't seem like your stereotypical teen drama couple. Like, they they were more realistic, and they were something different. And I also just liked how, um, throughout all the earlier seasons, Liberty always had a crush on JT, and, you know, I could relate to that when I was younger, like, when you're, like, 12, 13, you have a crush on a boy, and you just become, like, obsessed, and, um, so I like the fact that they did, like, eventually get together, it was kind of like a dream come true, in a sense, and I thought it was really cute, 
and I bawled my eyes out when JT died. Oh. Not afraid to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Aaron, I I agree with you that like I loved like earlier seasons of JT Liberty because I mean it was so cute. I mean I, everyone can relate to that. Every girl can relate to that. You know, you know, pining for a guy who has no interest in you. You know. Um, but then, like, when they did actually get together, my only qualm about their relationship, like, towards the end, was that when they did get together, it was it was kind of like JT wasn't himself. I mean, I just remember episodes, like, when they were doing the play, JT was always just so serious because he wanted, he, you know, he liked liberty and he wanted to, like, be as serious and, like, um... Um, and 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 as ambitious as Liberty, and I was like, this really isn't JT. Like he's not. I mean, not that he wasn't ambitious, but you know, he wasn't so serious all the time. And that was my only qualm with JT and Liberty. Like when they actually did get together, it's the fact that he kind of changed. And you know, I, I hate it when characters change like that. Well, I think that. I mean, he definitely got more serious storylines after uh, he got together with Liberty, but there were more serious storylines. For all of the characters, and especially, I mean, the the play was after the school shooting, so um, I think that you know he still had some funny moments here and there, but yeah, definitely. Um, once JT and Liberty got together, they got a plots. Whereas in the previous seasons, they were always getting like the comic relief, like Wesley type storylines. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and JT probably also, you know, matured a little bit with being with Liberty. And kind of realized, you know, I need to stop being so funny all of the time and being, you know, known as the class clown. Yeah, true. Probably. Yeah, definitely true. Do you guys have a favorite couple with the new generation? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Silence? Is that a no? <laughs> I mean, I, I like the couples, but there isn't one that I am, like, you know, so not obsessed with, but there isn't really one that I really, really like. They're just all, you know, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, if there was one that I that I liked, you know, about just as much as, like, Sean and I would probably be Elaine Claire. I know, I'm such a follower. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, it, they're, they're just two couple storylines that, that they've really played really well in terms of build-up and character development and relationship development. Um, so I, it would probably be Eli and Claire for me in terms of like a new generation. Yeah, I don't really have like one favorite either. I'm kind of like Ashley. Like, I like them all, and you know, well, there are a couple that I don't like, but there isn't one that I'm like completely obsessed with. You know, I'm not really upset when any of the couples these days break up. Like with Fiona and Adam this episode, I wasn't, like, devastated or anything like that. Um, but I really liked, uh, Casey and Claire. If I had to choose, I'd probably say Casey and Claire, even though they're pretty much over now. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, I love them, too. (laughs) I still have (laughs) such a small soft spot for Casey and Claire, I don't know why. I know, me too. Yeah. I wish they would get, like, one scene in season 11, just something. (laughs) I know, me too. I think everybody would freak out if they did. So if you guys want to submit a question or comment or something on something we've said in this podcast, you can do so in a variety of ways. You can tweet us at Degrassi Talks, that's our name on Twitter, or you can leave a comment on DegrassiFans.com, or you can send us an email, uh, DegrassiTalks at gmail.com. 
That's our email, right? Yep, it is. Okay. <laughs> Just double checking. Wing yeah, it. Thegrassytalks at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, then. There hasn't been much news in the Degrassi world this week. This is the first week in a long time that the TV addict hasn't leaked any Season 11 spoilers, so we don't have that to talk about. <laughs> um, but Soundspeed did perform their last show on Saturday. You guys probably remember that Soundspeed announced their breakup not long ago, but they performed one last concert for their fans and also did a meet and greet on Saturday night. I wasn't able to go because it was too late at night and I couldn't afford to stay in a hotel in Toronto. But Ashley was there, so Ashley, why don't you tell us a bit about the concert, how it was. Um, it was very uh, low-key. There wasn't a lot of people there. Um, and most of the people that were there were, like, you know, friends of the band or family. And I think there was maybe, I don't know, like, 20 fans there. Um, I guess most of the reason why not a lot of people were there was because they were on at 1030 um, and which is probably late, you know, for some of the fans who are younger right now, I guess, or, you know, it could have been far away. Um, but yeah, I didn't really talk to any of the band that was in the cast except for Ray because um, one of my friends is friends with him, and I guess I kind of know him from my date with. Um, and I said hi to uh, Scott, but that was about it. They were kind of all not out of it, but I think it was just, you know, it was maybe hard for them since it was their last show um and they they kind of did a meet and greet but it was basically you know like ray trying to get everybody to sit down at a table for them you know to all sign whatever and get pictures and stuff that's surprising that there wasn't that many people there um yeah i i remember one show i don't remember yeah it was probably this last year yeah where there was like a ton of people there and, and, like, everybody was tweeting pictures, like, the whole cast was there, and I figured it would be something like that, but to hear that there wasn't that many people, um, it's kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised in a way, that there cause... wasn't a lot of people, because I, I thought there would have been, you know, more people there since, you know, it was our last show and all that kind of stuff. Well, and there always seems to be, like, so many more people that show up to Degrassi events now than mm-hmm. there were before, so... Yeah, definitely. I mean, Maybe. I wasn't expecting it to be like, you know, it would be if Monroe was there or anything, but... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I well, I guess, I guess people didn't know, like, what cast members were going to be there, and not all... I think Charlotte was there, Paula was there, and Lauren was there, and I think that was it for cast members who weren't in the band. So definitely it wasn't like the show um, at Six Degrees where, you know, like, all of the cast was there. Um, And I don't know, I don't know if, like, a big part of that was because there wasn't, like, six degrees, there was, like, kind of like a glass upstairs window where everybody could watch who was up in, like, the VIP area. Um, And at this venue, it was just kind of really small, and there was, like, an area at the back where there was a bar for, like, 19 plus. Um, So maybe, I don't know, maybe they didn't want to go because they didn't want to be, like, bombarded by people. You never know, right? Did they play very many songs? Uh, no, not really. I, I thought they would go on for a little bit longer. I think they did, like, I think they did six songs, which, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but, like, they went through them pretty fast. Um, I think they went on, like, 10.45, and they were done at, like, 11.20. I don't know. can't remember. Interesting. So were they any good, or...? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, they're they're good. Um, they definitely changed perf- like how they performed live from the first show to the last show, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, they were really good, and uh, you know they were selling off all of the merchandise because obviously they had no use for it anymore. So I bought an EP and got them to sign it. So maybe we'll be giving it away. Hint, hint. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, that's about it. But yeah, I really only talked, like, I talked to Ray probably the most for most of the night, and that was about it for, like, talking to cast members and stuff. Like, I, I Charlotte and Paula and Lauren were there, but I, I kind of felt bad going up to them because they were kind of, you know, like, in the back. Like, it seemed like they didn't really want, they were just kind of there to support, and they didn't really want to get, you know, get noticed. Um, so yeah, I didn't really do anything. And I've already met them all before too, right? So it wasn't like it was like a dying need to see them. Oh, well I guess I, I don't know, I kind of said that they didn't have like, a, they didn't have a great turnout, but um, all of us to sound speed they probably knew it was like that they were like towards the end of their run anyway, so Yeah, it seems that way. Hopefully they'll all move on to bigger and better things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think that, like, every Degrassi cast member has some kind of musical aspirations now. <laughs> exactly. Seriously. <laughs> like, there are very few who don't. <laughs> I know, yeah. it's so true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, does, like, everybody in Canada have musical talent? Because it's like, <laughs> I feel like all the cast always has some musical talent up there. Well, I wouldn't call it talent necessarily. <laughs> Ambition. <laughs> Aspirations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to name names or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's move on to the episode then. Uh, this week's episode was Chasing Pavements Part 2, and the episode focused on Fiona coming to terms with her sexuality, the Anya and Owen storyline, as well as standardized math testing. Very exciting. So how did you guys like the episode overall this week? I thought it was okay. Um, not my favorite thus far. But, um, I don't know, it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't really do anything for me. Um, all, all, all the plots weren't my, I mean, they're, they're not concerning my favorite characters ever. So I guess that's why I was kind of like, eh, on it this week. Yeah, I enjoyed the episode, but, like, I'm glad that, I'm kind of glad they've, like, kind of tied up Fiona's storyline right now at this point, because I felt like it's kind of dragged on for a long time, um, and, like, I wasn't really happy with the Allie plotline, uh, Anya and Owen, they were all right, I was just kind of neutral on them. Well, yeah, I mean, the Allie storyline was kind of like a throwaway. It was kind of pointless. <laughs> but yeah. um, I really like this episode. I think that, I think I said this last week, I think it's my favorite um, so far in the In Too Deep series, at least. Um, and I love Fiona now more than I ever have, and she's always my favorite character. So um, <laughs> that's saying a lot, I guess. So let's talk about Fiona then and her whole, well, she came out to her mom and Holly J in this episode, so that was really significant. Um, were you guys surprised at what happened in this episode with Fiona? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised she came out so fast. Um, I really, I mean, I knew that she was coming to terms with herself and, you know, realizing that she likes girls, but I didn't expect her to be like, like her mom just comes home and is like, hey mom, I'm a lesbian. And, um, just for her to come out and say it like that. But, um, um, it's nice to see, you know, the, uh, a parent that's actually not going to go crazy because I think we've, co we've come across gay characters. I think the majority of their problems is coming out to their parents and the fact that this wasn't such an issue this time. I think that's that was nice and refreshing to see. Um, but yeah, were you guys shocked? Um, I was at first. Like, when she... Uh, when the scene first started and I realized that she was coming out to her mom, I was like, wow, I didn't think that this would happen so fast, you know? Um, I definitely didn't see that coming. But at the same time, I thought it was kind of cool. Like, when I thought about it afterwards, I was like, um, you know, she sort of just says it like it's nothing, and it's not like some grand struggle that takes all season for her to come to terms with. She just mm -hmm. kind of says it, and her mom doesn't even care, you know? It's, it's as if she, like, told her mom her favorite flavor of ice cream or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it didn't even matter, so... In that sense, I actually did kind of like it, and I was happy about it. Uh, yeah, definitely. I was surprised at first, but, like you, Erin, after a while, I kind of, you know, thought about it and was like, um... It's definitely, I like the way that it was done. It was very simple, and it wasn't, it wasn't, um, done to make, like, you know, a huge scene. It was just, like you said, like a regular conversation, which is what I liked about it. Did you guys feel sorry for Adam in this episode? Yeah, I did. Um, but I kind of feel like, uh, I mean, I guess I did. He just kind of... I'm just surprised that Fiona would be, like, so insensitive. I mean, I guess because she probably doesn't know of many, you know, female to male gen transgenders. But, um, the fact that the, what she said, that, like, it didn't register with her that it, that it wasn't going to offend Adam. And, um, you know, I felt bad, but, like, it, I, I wasn't big up on the Fiona-Adam relationship anyway. So I felt bad but didn't, if that sounds mean. Yeah, I felt like Adam kind of knew what he was getting himself into before the whole relationship. So I, I wasn't really, you know, like, like I know it was kind of a little bit insensitive of what Fiona said, but at the same point, Adam kind of, you know, saw the warning signs of what Fiona was saying before and should have been prepared or whatever. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, I, and I also felt bad for Fiona, too, because, um, you know, it was sort of like, she wants to be with a girl, but she doesn't want anybody, or she can't even, like, really work out if that's really what she wants. So being with Adam, for her, was just easier, you know. I think, I think that she really did care about Adam. Um, she just, she wanted him to be something that he doesn't want to be. She, you know, she wanted him to be the best of both worlds, like she said, and because that's kind of perfect for her situation. But he just wants to be Adam, so... You know, I'm hoping that Adam can find a straight girl next season. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe one of the new characters or something. I don't know. Yeah, true. There's some hope. <laughs> yeah, maybe. What did you guys think about the uh, 
dream sequence at the beginning. Crazy <laughs> or <laughs> anyone disappointed that it was a dream sequence? Nah, I think I think we kind of pinned that it was it was a dream sequence last yeah. week. Um, it was. I mean, it actually wasn't as cheesy as I as as other dream sequences sequences on Degrassi have gone. Um, but I mean, um, you know, I knew it was going to happen, so I wasn't surprised by it. Like, it wasn't a shock. Like, oh my god, it's not real. It was just a dream, you know. So, um, you know, it was cute. It was cute, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't see Holly J being a lesbian, so I can't really. I'm not a Holly J Fiona fan, so. Yeah, me neither, really. Um, I definitely, I don't think that they're going to have Holly J be a lesbian or return the feelings for Fiona. And but at the same time, I, I like how they kind of left it open. They didn't have Fiona at the end of the episode, like, declare her love for Holly J or something. That would have been weird. Um, but I felt bad for Fiona through all the scenes, and she's, like, crying and all upset over Holly J. I think that Annie did a really good job in actually showing that Fiona is in love with Holly J. Like, that really came across clear to me in the episode. Oh, yeah, she was phenomenal. Um, you know, Annie Clark, you know, I didn't really expect much from her when we saw her for the first time, especially, like, she didn't really have much of a plot, but, like, she's, she's really a great actress, and you know, really d- plays the part really, really well. Mm-hmm. Do you guys um, remember, like, I guess this was like last summer, when all the fans wanted or thought that Jenna was going to be the lesbian character on Degrassi? <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody still remember that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm glad they didn't do that. And I think that it makes more sense with Fiona. Personally. Yeah, definitely. Oh god. Being a lesbian. It's just well, weird. That, like to me it just seemed people were more like making fun of her <laughs> wanted to be a lesbian <laughs> for that reason as opposed to like taking it seriously. That's just my opinion. <laughs> how that how that rumor come about? I don't think I remember this. Oh, it was um I just remember reading about it on fan forum a lot. It was like uh, prior to season 10, um, I think it, oh, it was because of, uh, Jenna's secret, when everybody was speculating what her secret was, some <laughs> people were like, oh, I bet she's a lesbian, and, um, so yeah, that, that's how it, it came about, and, um, and then people were like, oh, she's not really in love with KC, she's secretly in love with Claire, kind of thing. Oh my god. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, there were some people who, um, you know, wanted it to be a serious storyline and whatnot, but it was mostly just people who disliked Jenna, I think. That's funny. Well, that's the people who, who wanted this storyline to happen. I'm probably putting words in their mouths, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I liked how they did it with Fiona, because, um, you know, she isn't, like, a, your stereotypical gay character by any means on Degrassi, but... Um, I still thought that, like, everything that happened to her in this episode made sense to me, and so I like that. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, you know, with Fiona, it's it's not something you pin quite when, you, you know, when you look at her, um, but just the way her, the, her, that her character developed, it wasn't surprising, um, 
you know, so, um, you know, it looks like she has, I mean, it's good because I feel like she has, wait, is she in grade 12? Is she graduating? Yeah, no. she's in grade 12. Oh, she is. Oh, that's kind of so. sucks because, like, it, it would be nice to see, you know, her, like, find somebody finally. Well, maybe in season 12, but if it, if it is, it's going to be short-lived, but I just want all my characters to find happiness. I know, that's what everyone wants, <laughs> but it's impossible on yeah. Degrassi, so... You know, it really is. <laughs> Before they go off it into is, the Bermuda Triangle, just, you know, make them... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was only one thing that I didn't like about this storyline, and people can probably guess. I didn't like the random Declan mention, and I'm worried that that is setting up for whatever happens in next week's episode. Um, they, uh, that just kind of tainted the episode for me, you know, every time that storyline, the love lockdown gets mentioned, I just get really uncomfortable, and I'm like, please don't remind me, but um, <laughs> other than that, the rest of the episode was very good, so I was so happy with it overall. <laughs> yeah, true. Wait, what did she say? I mean, I, I, I almost didn't, I saw it twice, but I didn't catch, you know, when they were talking about, you know, about that love scene, right? And she was like, "Is that how you felt with Declan?" And like, I didn't ca- what, what exactly was she trying to s- to convey to Fiona? She was just saying that, like, yeah, he was great, but like, I I think she was saying that she still has feelings for him because she, oh, what she says is that when she was sick, it was really hard not to call him. So you know, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was the so point. It, I don't know. it just basically implies that she still has feelings for him. Which is right, kind of right, stupid right. to say right now because he's gone and he's not coming back. So yeah, yeah like true. Landon's never going to come back on the yeah. show. So I just kind of think like it's, it's kind of setting yeah it's kind of setting up the fans for something that's not going to happen. Okay, so let's talk about the Anya and Owen storyline. They only had like three scenes in this episode, but <laughs> um, what did you guys think about that storyline? Is it bad that I really like Anya and Owen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, not bad at all. I don't know. I think I they're really cute together. Cool. I don't know why. Um, uh, I mean, it doesn't look like they're going to get together because Anya basically schooled Owen at the end of the episode, which was I thought was hysterical. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're just gonna—I don't know if it's, they're just gonna end it at that, or, or they're gonna bring it back in the future. Um, I wouldn't mind it if they did. Oh yeah, definitely, I agree with you, Bianca. Um, at first, I didn't really like their um, relationship, but this episode kind of turned my mind around a little bit um, to you know seeing them in a relationship. I think it's kind of cute though, how like you know Owen he. He really likes Anya, but he's kind of acting like an ass because he doesn't really know what he um, has to do to act properly or something like that. Like, he's trying too hard and acting cocky because maybe he thinks that, you know, that's what girls want. Yes, maybe. But, (laughs) like, Owen threw Adam through a glass door. (laughs) (laughs) The only one who realizes that this happened, like... In the same school year, too. It's not like it was that long ago. It was, like, a few months ago in Degrassi time. Like, you know, I can't get past things like that. And if they want to have, you know, a reconciliation storyline, or if they want to redeem Owen, 
that would be okay, but I'm glad they didn't try to do it in, like, one little subplot with three scenes. You know, that would just be too fast. Um, yeah. I just, I can't get past some of the things that Owen has done in previous episodes to some of our favorite characters. True. I, I mean, I guess I can, I guess I can see your point, but <laughs> they're just so cute together. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just love Daniel Kelly, not really Owen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe you have a point there, because <laughs> Daniel Kelly is really cute. <laughs> He's just got so many muscles everywhere. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you know what? He's like. Okay, He's stop like... giggling, you two. <laughs> this is a serious discussion. He's like, he's kind of like the Sean because he's like, you know, he has the muscles and he's like the badass, even though he's done like horrible things. He just kind of has like the body of Sean, but a little bit more muscles. I totally agree with you, Ash. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, I'm going to stop being girly. Okay. Okay, alright, stop. And I'm going to give my serious thoughts here. (laughs) So I really. I, I was happy with this Anya and Owen storyline, um, despite the fact that I don't like them together. At first, I was disappointed with the Anya and Shantae scene, because I was like, ugh, you know, I thought that they were just going to have Anya, like, cave in the first scene. You know, they did this great storyline in the first part, and then within one scene, she's, like, changed her mind, and I was really disappointed. And then she goes to talk to Armstrong, and there's this, like, music montage. We can't even hear what she's saying. <laughs> um... But then the last scene at the end was awesome for me, obviously, as someone who doesn't like Owen and who wanted to see him be put in his place. So, I loved that. Yeah, no, I thought that was really funny, and I thought that was, like, real girl power of Anya to do. Because, um, you know, who really has the balls to, like, do that in front of, like, one of the popular guys, you know, and kind of just out him like that. Um... And then, and then Shantae at the end when she goes word, word. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it's funny because like I like, I saw it twice and like after after Anya had like said that speech and I knew that Shantae was gonna say it, I like said it with her. I was like word, and then I started laughing at myself. But yeah. So I guess there's not even much point in talking about the Ali storyline, but (laughs) we should probably mention it, because it did happen. Um, Anybody like this storyline at all? I mean, it was was okay. (laughs) You know, it was just, um, you know, I mean, mean, like I said last week, I'm, I'm glad Ali's not being all, like, trying to find popularity, um, anymore and you know is focusing her her strengths on other on other things I mean if it's something academic that's fine it's just like I said last week it's just boring um I don't like though how at the end Drew and Bianca and Allie are all like BFFs now mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if they're going to be like BFFs but I mean like they're friends now and it's just you know Allie had so much hatred towards them know for a really 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 long time and just for it to be turned around because you know they ace because they got a school dance and they ace some standardized tests was kind of weird to me yeah and like the, the another weird thing was how i always find this weird about degrassi actually like all the characters get so excited about school dances <laughs> yeah and like at my high school you know like our school would throw dances and nobody would show up and they'd have to cancel them <laughs> you know it wasn't like this big 
they make it to such a big deal, especially Bianca. Like, I don't understand why she would be interested in going to a school dance. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just being picky there, I guess. Um, it was nice to see Allie back at Degrassi and happy again and getting, like, a smart girl storyline. But other than that, it wasn't really anything special. No, not at all. Um, I just hope that we don't, you know, see a return of Allie and Drew because that would just not be good at all. Yeah, I completely agree. So next week is part one of the finale, Ooh. and I think everybody has been patiently waiting for this episode <laughs> ever since that Team Nick promo came out earlier this year that showed Eli driving in the car in a mysterious setting. Um, so what are you guys' expectations going into the episode next week? I think it's going to be a big one. Yeah, I mean, I have huge, huge, huge expectations for the episode next week. Um, just because, I mean, it's been building up for so long. I mean, even since last year when they've been showing, like, snippets of, you know, what's to come. And, um, it's, I mean, I mean, y- usually the finales don't disappoint. So, um, I'm hoping it's going to be good. Yeah. I hope that Casey and Jenna have their baby because... You just gotta get that over with. And, like, they have a scene... (laughs) They have a scene anyway, so, you know, just putting them having the baby in there instead of dragging on their storyline would just be amazing, and it'd be great. So true. Yeah, I completely agree. I really hope that the Casey and Jenna in the scenes are better than what we've seen from them so far throughout In Too Deep. Because they seriously need a reality check, and they need, like, a some actual substance to their storyline given their situation <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah I would love to see it wrapped up and moved along in this episode but I'm really not sure what's going to happen yeah do we I know what this like the C plot is there's the Claire and Eli Jenna and Casey and what's the third and Holly J and South oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Holly J and South which is probably involves Declan and somehow yeah too, probably sad being like you still love Sorry, Declan, Declan <laughs> yes. Well, will Jeez. we get a breakup? I hope not. Oh, yeah. we, we might actually. Yeah. I think that they're gonna break up. Maybe, maybe yeah. we'll see a breakup between all of the couples in the, the storylines next week or the week after. Oh my god. Oh wow! Yeah. That's, Total that's possibility. It is. Actually. It is a possibility. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want Holly J and Sav to break up, especially as someone who despises Declan since Love Lockdown. But. Um, <laughs> I think I think that they're gonna break up. I hope Casey and Jenna break up. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Jenna has to raise the baby all by herself because Casey will. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Casey and Jenna. <laughs> Are you guys worried about Eli and his gun? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's. Nah. Sh- it looks like he's probably like shooting a tree with a picture of Julia on it. To be honest with you, um, that that was my guess too. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not really worried about him with the gun. I think so. It sounds kind of weird, but you know. it does. But you know, Eli is a weird character, so mm-hmm. I know it's funny because um, at the start of season ten, I used to complain that they made Eli seem too perfect. Like they had him be this mysterious bad boy. But he never really did anything that was all that bad, you know, he was still, like, nice to Claire, and, um, you know, I just thought of him as, like, a teenage dream, so to speak, you know, Katy Perry song not included, 
But now they're actually giving him a really intense storyline, and it's becoming more interesting. So I like that a lot. They're they're making him less of just like the heartthrob character, and actually, you know, getting to his real issues. Mm-hmm, so. Definitely. Hopefully, I don't get too spoiled because I'm also concerned about that. <laughs> Stay on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's impossible. So we'll be doing that. <laughs> okay, so next week on Degrassi Talks, we will of course be talking about this insane Drop the World episode. Just part one, though. I wish they'd aired it as a full hour, but it'll just be part one. And whatever else comes up. I mean, I don't even have any plans for next week at this point, so. Um, we are thinking, well, I am thinking, I don't know about your guys' opinion on this, about doing some kind of, like, big season 10 review show where we'll go through all our favorite episodes and characters, storylines, scenes, things like that from season 10 overall. And once we get closer to doing this episode, we'll probably ask our listeners to submit questions as well as um, submit your own opinions on season 10. So it's not just like us ranting about what we liked and didn't like. We can read some of your comments as well. So um, follow us on Twitter because that's likely where I'll be announcing these kind of things in the future. So yeah. Follow us on Twitter, email us, and we'll get back to you. So I think that's it then. Do you guys have any any last words before <laughs> nope. drop the world? <laughs> just no. <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh-huh. Just wait until next week. Yeah. Just bring it on. Bring it on. Wait until next week. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're ready to see this episode since it's been overhyped yeah. for like the past year. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. And like, can I just make a request? Can Team Nick not make promos anymore? Because <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> they get they give away so much in their promos, like. It's, it's almost as if, like, I don't even have to really pay attention to the episode because I know what's happening already. Just, yeah. sorry. A, a little true. rant from me. I completely agree. <laughs> and on that note, I guess we'll say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we'll talk to you guys next week for all this mm-hmm. insanity, basically. <laughs> Alright, bye. Alright, see you guys. Bye. Bye. Talks, the Talks, 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 Talks